Hello. If you can, please give to charities for those disenfranchised in these still troubled times. An example might be the Ogre Project, which helps black trans people with food, shelter, and other means of life. Also, support the Trevor Project, a mental health hotline for LGBTQ youths in trouble. Uh, as for Nathaniel, you can find him at the Pretendium Compendium, his own podcast, where he talks about Dungeons and Dragons and other fantasy fare. Uh, if you would like to see more of me, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Jeems, which is J-E-E-M-S. You can find me on my Tumblr, which is also Jeems, my TikTok, Jeems84, my Twitter, the show's Twitter is at Penny Tolerable, and I'm at MyPlanetIsJ, and you can find me on my Instagram at, at MyPlanetIsJeremy. Uh, we are available on Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify, and several other podcast platforms. Now, on with the show. Hello, my name is Jeremy, and welcome to Penny Tolerable, where we talk about movies, TV, comics, and whatever else. Come on, spend some time with us. Today, Nathaniel will not be with us. Don't worry, he's okay. He's just taking a break, because I have a special guest to talk to, Malcolm Stokes. He's a friend of mine. We've collaborated on projects before, is currently a working actor in the New Mexico film scene. Hey there, Malcolm. Hey, Jeremy, how's it going? It's going good. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to ask you a few questions, you know, uh, people who listen to this podcast... No, that's usually me and my brother, um, and it's basically a lily white perspective on things, you know, uh, uh, when people listen to Penny Tolerable, they usually get, you know, a, uh, 
a white perspective. Not not usually they get it. They always get it. So for um for this month, month of February, um I wanted to get someone else's view on genre fiction and genre media that uh stuff that me and my brother Nathaniel usually cover. So uh I just like to go ahead and start in with the questions. Sweet. Okay. Um growing up like watching movies or cartoons or reading comics or playing with toys, uh which of the characters inspired you? Like were they the black characters or the? Um. So for me, it was it was a bit of a mix. Um, mainly because there weren't a whole bunch of characters of who are African or of African descent on TV, and not like they grew up in the fifties or sixties. But now in twenty twenty one, it's better. I mean, I will say for sure, Virgil Hawkins, aka Static Shock, yeah, huge. Influence on me because it, it came on randomly on WB Kids when I was maybe nine or ten, and at that time I was like, "Whoa, this!" And I never realized it that I never really saw anybody who looked like me who wasn't portrayed in a negative light. I mean, if you think about it, even Spawn is like this, yeah, angry, bitter black dude, and here's Virgil, he's just a nerd who gets superpowers and fights gang members. So that's yeah. So like Virgil Hawkins. Huge, and even now, obviously, with my look, <laughs> like, yeah, almost catered to <laughs> and yeah, and there's the fact that uh, with Spawn, he's technically not even black for that long because right he gets his damn skin burnt off, <laughs> burnt off, sent to hell, and as this living cape and stuff, I'm like, which is, he's cool, don't get me wrong, he's a badass yeah. character, but the amount of characters that are African or of African descent or black, mm. uh, there's some, there's like some sort of caveat with their character or yeah, and with Static Shock, it was kind of like, nah, he's just a nerd <laughs> who happens to be black and has electric powers. I'm like, oh, we can't just have regular backstories and not be demented or angry at the world. It's just regular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh it's like Luke Cage where it's like, oh, you know, he's strong, he protects the neighborhood, but but he used to be a convict. So, uh, like, yeah. like that hey. whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh Luke Cage, awesome. And X Con. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. There's a caveat. Oh, yeah. There's always that catch twenty two kind of. Right, exactly, exactly. That's a perfect way to put it. The catch twenty two, exactly. Um, oh, actually, perfect example. Uh, sorry to go off on a tangent, but I haven't watched the show, but the new Batwoman series, where now it's the Batwoman's now a a black character. Yeah. Apparently, I, mean, I could be mis 
I have misinformation, but she has she's like a drug addict or she was in prison. Even though the character is this rich socialite, supposedly in the comics, she's like, nah, you've you got drug problems and you're in jail. And now you're Batwoman. It's like, damn, dude. Come on, man. So... Well, yeah, they they recast it after Ruby Rose left the show. Right. Which is a, which is I totally understand, but I think it's a bummer that the character still had to have some weird thing attached to her before she became Batwoman. She wasn't just like some super smart science person or another rich socialite. I mean, again, I could be wrong. I might have misinformation because I haven't watched the series at all. But from people I've heard, they're like, yo, why does she have a drug problem or was she in jail? So mm-hmm. that's just a, a, a massive bummer, even in the year 2021. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember, uh, it seems weird to say this, but the, the, the black character that I always thought was cool uh, when I was a kid was... Uh, Panthro from uh, Thundercats. Thundercats. Because oh. yeah, I, I, I know that they're cat people, but Panthro was black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's no <laughs> getting around that. Yeah, you, you just know that, that that character was black. What's funny is that I really just started watching that series. Well, okay, not the original. I watched the I guess the 2011 remake, so I'm kind of, it's vastly different, but yeah, yeah, exactly. So Panther was actually really cool, and I have very loose memories of that character, but yeah, like, I used to watch something gets a lot, like, on Toonami and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I need to go back and watch it now, man. I only got, like, three episodes in with my son, so I'm like, ah, this is cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um... Did you, did you, uh, identify with, I don't know if you had a choice or not, because of the lack of representation, but were there a lot of the white characters that you identified with? Were there any? I find myself again we don't look at it from necessarily a race standpoint like personalities can definitely click or um, actually I'll, I'll be very honest um, I know he's had a a hell of a time with his career um, but Shia LaBeouf uh, the roles he, he gets he's like the average Joe who's put in otherworldly situations and so the characters he portrays a lot I can sometimes connect with them. I'm like, oh, I can see me doing something like that or yeah. being in that kind of a world. Uh, granted, he's a Caucasian man, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, like stuff like his or even the, oh, actually one of my favorite characters, oh, I'm sorry, actors of all time, Doug Jones. Yeah. Uh, you know Doug Jones? Yeah, I love Doug Jones. Yes. He's freaking I love him. He's super sweet. And like, he actually sent me a message because I, I commented on something. I was like, excuse me, you responded to me? Little mm-hmm. me? Thank you. But like, I love, again, he's, he plays, as you know, 
heavily in masks and, and makeup characters, but like even his career, I would love to, in a sense, do something like his career. I, I like I don't mind being a prosthetics. I've never really got the chance to do it, but I would love to. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a huge inspiration, and even when he plays the when it's rare when he plays I don't know, a human character. Um, yeah, yeah, he's much. I think he's like fifty, sixties, but. Oh, his career, I'm just like, man, that'd be... Actually, I'll, I, so he's just awesome. But I would say Daniel Radcliffe is another one. Like, the characters and the roles he plays, and maybe because him and I are around the same size and exact same age, um, I know between Broadway and his quirky, offbeat films, mm-hmm. those are things I can totally see myself doing. And I connect with them because I'm like, oh, man, these are awesome roles. And... I mean, for a man of his stature, like he's super short. He's five five. I'm, we're short, man. I'm a short guy. It's cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like so, I'll say I have long answers. I apologize. Daniel Radcliffe, Doug Jones, and Shia LaBeouf are like three white actors who I'm like, damn, that's cool. Right? And, and their roles, different roles they portray. I'm like, I can connect with that because Shia LaBeouf never plays a popular character, and he's kind of this offbeat weird dude or has issues. Um, I'm like, I can connect with that. So that's cool. So yeah, so in a long-winded form, that's the answer. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, the... Were the... Were there... What were the um, black performers that inspired you? Oh, man. <laughs> the list is endless. I will start following the one I connect with the most, and that's Donald Glover, a.k.a. Charles Gambino. Mm-hmm. Um, because multiple reasons. One, he's a black nerd. He literally calls himself that in his music and stuff like that. He's a rapper, actor, writer, and as you as you know, um, so he's a huge inspiration because that's kind of how my career is, even though it's not on his level. But like, I've written poetry. Yeah. I'm an actor. I'm a singer, not a, not a rapper, but again, poetry and stuff like that. And I have, and definitely a nerd. I mean, it, I've my girlfriend and I are mm-hmm. upset currently watching a whole bunch of anime whenever we can get it in around my son watching Hunter and Hunter right now. Um, and so him for sure uh, he's a huge one Denzel Washington I, that might be uh, a cop out or, or a cliche answer for almost every young black man period who wants to be an actor but I mean he's, he's good great. yeah he, he's great and he does great work makes great choices in, in his films and, uh, and and even not just men but like Viola Davis freaking powerhouse yeah of a Powerhouse of an actor and blows every single performance out of the water. I can watch her all day long and not get bored in anything. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Like those three, um, yeah, Dindo, Viola, Chance can be more than those three because I can really click with him being the nerd, being, you know, not as popular or whatever. Like, I'm like, yo, straight up, I like you, dude. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, those three, for sure. For sure. Okay. Um, 
think uh, uh, in genre fiction are big moments for African American audiences? Like the the one that comes to mind for me is uh, Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Dead. How uh, the actor Dwayne Jones who's uh, been in the 60s, the, the actor Dwayne Jones, he's a, he's a black guy, and he's essentially, he's the hero. Like, he, he's just the hero of the whole thing. Oh, wow. And, like, he, you know, there, there's a line where the kind of, weaselly scared white dad wants everyone to pile down into the basement and he says like no we're we're more uh we're uh safer up here and, uh -huh. and the white guy says well i'm going down in the basement and then uh dwayne jones says yeah you can be the boss down there i'm the boss up here and just yeah. That's that's crazy because I've actually never seen that. But as as we're talking, I googled it and I realized that that's a a a, a stage show now. And I realized I just watched it like two years ago in El Paso. And I was wondering why someone called me up to do the role, but I was I think I was too busy at the moment. Um, hmm. like oh, I'm getting the black dude. I'm like that's really cool. And I'm glad you told me about this because I've never seen this film, which I feel ashamed now. And I'm probably gonna go watch it after after this, because um, that's cool. Because I thought it was just a stage show, and I'm like, that sounds good. So I just googled it, dude. That's really freaking cool. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's actually very cool. Um, okay. Wow, that's cool. It's kind of made me happy. I'm about to go watch that today. Um, after my son goes back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't want to put that on with a two year old running around the house. Um, so sorry. Uh, to answer your question. Well, obviously, that one's a really good choice. Um, man. In a genre for black actors. Let me see. I think... Uh, this, it doesn't really work out because it was only the voice. Uh, but James Earl Jones is Darth Vader. At least that was an yeah. influence to uh, us being... I mean, and yeah, he was a bad guy, technically, but still, I mean, he was, he's the voice and the character of Darth Vader is, mm -hmm. there isn't a person alive who watches some amount of TV or film that doesn't know the character of Darth Vader. Uh, he, I'd, yeah. I'd never say that, arguably, he's one of the most well-known characters in all of fiction, all of genre, all of fiction, like, even like, Darth Vader, oh yeah, the deep voice, dude, and all black, got it. Mm -hmm. um, if, um, so, I mean, I know that's, you know, it wasn't him in the suit, um, but it, it more than just, the, no one knows the actor in the suit. I know James James o. Jones as a voice, and then the character as him. Um, another one, uh, trying to, man, it's sad because I can't think of too many that were, I can think of some that are like more current, but, and he's like 60s, 70s, I maybe because, it wasn't, I'll just be honest, allowed in my house um, <laughs> growing up. Um, I grew up in a very 
strict Christian household. Um, mm. um, but I will actually, I'll, I'll, this might be cheating because it's very current as of like this year and I haven't even finished it. Um, it's a series on HBO that's blowing my mind and I can't remember the name. Like, HP Lovecraft Country. HP Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Um, I've, I don't know episode five or six of the first season. I don't know. But it's the fact that it's a whole, the main cast is majority black. And again, I guess it's 2021, so it's not as maybe, um, but it's, it's a horror fiction, horror uh, based, and the main characters are black, so they can't really die. <laughs> which is great because <laughs> as, as we all know black people tend to die in yeah. horror films except for L.O. Cool J he's like nah man I'm not dying <laughs> <laughs> so sorry that was a cheap answer because I think I can't think of any off the top of my head oh that's fine whatever answer you have is good sweet um See, um, looking at early black depictions in genre media, do you think they've evolved? <laughs> yes, I really yeah. think they have. Yeah. Um, I mean, from both animated to live action, I mean, overall with animated first, I mean, you see those ridiculous big lips they put on us that don't even match our skin tone? Yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't even that far ago. I mean, Dragon Ball Z did it. And I'm like, excuse me, it's yeah. the nineties. Why in the blue hell? <laughs> this is black. You have pink lips the size of a freaking donut. Um, so I mean, there's that. I mean, actually, I'll be very honest. There's like a, a character in Hunter Hunter right now. This is in 2014 and stuff. Who has some weird lips? I'm like, uh, this is kind of bothering me. Um, but also, I'll, I'll, in just regular film and TV. I mean, we were portrayed as not just bad guys, but like um, cannibalistic and animalistic characters who, who could barely speak. And I've seen films uh, where the black person's like, barely speak English and going around, oh, yes, sir, I'm, 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 I'm going to kiss you. I'm, I'm like, damn, dude, that's terrible. And actually, it's, it's, Rewatched some holiday classics this year, and I put it on for my son. I kind of went away, and I came back, mm -hmm. and this is <laughs> actually posted about it. It's one of the worst depictions of not just black people, but of anyone but white people. It was like there was stereotypical Asian person, black person talk like idea like he didn't know no better, and the Asian was like, "Ah yes, I uh, I got this for you," and it was, it was so bad. And this was, of course, in the forties and fifties. I was like, "Yeah." And so that was awful. But then you go to today where you have, you know, people like Denzel Washington who are giving leading roles cops and stuff like that. Even when he plays a bad guy, he's not some ignorant, yeah, hood black dude, you know, and then have these powerhouse performances. And but the issue we're coming in today is yes, black people are getting better roles, but sometimes like for them to get recognized Start to play a role that's in a sense meaning, so, such as a maid or a slave or something like that. Like, oh man, they did so great. Like, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, Monique. Monique played this abusive 
angry mom, and this is it's a, it's a terrible stereotype, but she got an Academy Award for it. Um, and George Ejiofor played the guy who was free, then became a slave, and was freed again. And I think he got nominated for it. Um, so we've progressed a lot, but I think we still have a little bit of a ways to go where we're not being helpful at performances and playing stereotypes or slaves. Because <laughs> I don't want to like, I don't want to play a slave. I, yeah. I just don't want to. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like what, uh, Riz Ahmed said. He said, uh, you know, that when you're a person of color and you play in, in, in you're an actor, you have three stages to your career. You first, you play your Keller, you play your culture yeah. and that's it. Then you play a character, but you're also playing your color, your culture. And then if you get high enough, you're just playing some dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you nailed it right on the head. I mean, I've seen, we've all seen it happen where like, I would even like Will Smith, he played, I, I've never seen it, but he played like some weird dude in a golf movie who, <laughs> who spoke in a certain way. And then now he plays literally whatever the hell he wants. Um, Denzel has played a slave. Oh, or not. Last, uh, yeah, no, he played uh, an officer, but it was like way back when he got whipped. And now he's playing detectives almost every movie. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so you, you, you're perfectly correct. I mean, we'll go with Viola Davis. Powerhouse of an actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, she played in, in in the help. I mean, she played a housemaid, you know, and and stuff like that. And now she's like on that TV show she's on, which I can't remember the name of it. She's like a a lawyer, a, a, a lawyer and a teacher. Um, so yeah, you you're absolutely correct. Where I mean, even with me, with my career, and it's nowhere near that. I've played. Well, actually, funny enough, I started playing like some weird roles in high school. I was like playing, for for instance, I I was I didn't even get to audition for the show, but my theater teacher cast both me and this guy Anthony, who's the other only black guy in our entire drama department in high school, as the frogs in this one show, and everybody else had human speaking parts. We were just frogs in a costume. I was like. We didn't even audition for that role. And she's like, you guys can do the frogs. I'm like, oh. Damn. It's fucking okay. weird. Yeah. Very weird. But what happened, we, we, we both knew that that was weird. There's like two 16, 17 year olds were like, you know what? We're going to make this role the best role. And what happened yeah. is that each time we played the frog, whichever was playing the frog that night, we stole the show. Like, we literally were inside of a well the whole show. Mm-hmm. And come out and spit out a few lines. I'm like, Fine, we'll make it the best damn frog ever. But like, even then, I was just like, wait, you made the two black dudes who who didn't get a chance to audition because we both were in sports. It's like, uh, you're the frogs. I'm like, oh, 
word. I mean, and then now I've played uh, like a dog. I mean, heck, I was with you on set for um, the thing back in YouTube, like twenty back in twenty sixteen or whatever it was, mm. where I, I mean, I was an evil character, which I love playing, which is completely fine. But I was a doctor in a sense. I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> a little little manic and a little maniac, whatever. But and I've played doctors. I've played lawyers. Uh, like in DC and stuff, I've played a lot of stuff. So, yeah, you're very correct. Um, there's like this arc that we all have in our careers. It's like stereotype, maybe slightly better stereotype, and even play the guy, play a regular person. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's good. Weird. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, in uh, what was it? There was a production that we were both in that I actually wrote. I didn't know who would be cast in it. It turns out it was me and you. Uh -huh. And our characters ended up being... You were a pimp and I was an abusive John. Yes. And I yep. didn't, I didn't even, like, when I wrote it, I was like, please don't let this go, please don't let this go to, like, a black person or a Hispanic person, like, just, because <laughs> there are, there are white pimps, like, this, like, I'm, I'm fine with playing the role of a bad guy. Right. You know, but I, I was always kind of, and not to say that you, that your performance wasn't great, but I was always kind of bummed out that you were saddled with a role like that. Yeah, I, um, well, when I initially got it, and... I think that was maybe the second time you and I worked together. Maybe it was the, I think it was the second. I think it was after the film, right? Because yeah. it was cold. Yeah, it was after the film. And so I, I knew you well enough to be like, I knew Jeremy didn't write this with purely the intention of a black dude playing it. Um, but I also think it kind of just came down to who was available and willing to work. And so... I, I just fit the part, which is which is fine, and you know I've I've played those. I and honestly, that role <laughs> of, of a pimp wasn't wasn't a role that I was like she would be like ah oh, shit I'm playing a terrible stereotype. I mean it was a stereotype, and but I'm not the best stereotype for a black character. Thank you. Um, but sorry, uh, Hannah was bringing me lunch. <laughs> Um, but I had the, the other role that I've played where I have footage and I'm still not sure if I want to share it, but I, I might because I don't know if you worked with or if you know, uh, oh no, I forgot her name. That's terrible. Um, Bianca. Oof, there we go. Bianca, she's, uh, she's a black actor in, in El Paso, uh, at Utah right now. I think she may have graduated. But she is like, in my opinion, 
<laughs> just a young Viola Davis. She's that amazing. But I played an abusive husband and father in this film. And I wasn't originally supposed to get that role. But I was in L.A. the day they were doing the castings. And they're like, dude, we wanted you, but we gave it to Anthony Austin Brown, who, who killed the role, by the way. And so I wanted to be the father to a younger him, and I was just abusive. And I, and I actually, in the film, wound up beating my wife up. And so the performance is dope, but I'm also like, damn, do I want to post this right now? Like, I don't want that to be my my brand. So I don't want to put it out there. I'm like, sheesh. But no, I totally get you. Like, you didn't write that with purely intention of like, I deserve to be a black dude or a Hispanic dude. Bad. Um, so yeah. I, I, I hold no issues with it. Um, I did it. At the end of the day, I could say no, right? <laughs> I could say no. So I have no issues with it. Yeah, to be quite honest, I actually had white in mind. Like, oh, I a white guy in mind, like not not a specific white guy, but like for the character to be white because uh, the way I wrote it, he was like a gaslighter, <clears throat> like like you know manipulative boyfriend, and uh, I don't know. That's just that's but, interesting. When I was given that prompt of, uh, you know, write that character, yeah. I thought, in my mind, it was uh, a white guy. Dang. Hmm. I don't know that. I guess Austin just saw it differently. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. Love you, Austin. If you, if you <laughs> listen to this... Yeah, was, he's a good guy. He's a good oh, guy. Yeah. yeah, super dope. Yeah. Anyways, um, did you see the Watchmen TV series on HBO? I most certainly did. <laughs> I most certainly did. What did you awesome. What did you think of it? I liked it a lot. Um, it was definitely. Not what I was expecting, having to watch the the uh, the the film back in what two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I'm not super familiar with that that series or like that company. Uh, I guess it was a. Um, what am I trying to say? Either way, I wasn't. I only saw, only knew about it just the the nearly three hour film in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I liked it a lot. Um, I liked. Um, Watching, Jesus, what's her name? Good Lord, that's terrible. By the way, she's phenomenal. I'm talking about the lead actress. Um, yeah. Actor, excuse me. Um, the lead actor, she was amazing. And um, I thought the series was, amazing, was great because it, it took a superhero genre and put it again with a uh, primarily black cast, which was cool. Like Warshack, Warshack. That was freaking awesome. Like, I thought that was freaking Dope the way they did Warshack in 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 this in, in that series. Um, mm-hmm. I loved it personally. Yeah, there were maybe it's me looking at it through the eyes 
of a white guy, but there were parts that didn't really hit with me. Ah. Like, Hooded Justice, for one thing. Um, the, how he's a black guy who puts Caucasian makeup over his, the, the eye parts of his face so that people will think he's white. Uh, not trying to be funny, all I could think of when I saw that was the scene was the sketch on Saturday Night Live where Eddie Murphy becomes white. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where he, he like paints himself white and calls himself Mr. White and sees what it's like to be white in the world. That I I like I I know they were going for drama, but that's all I could think of when I saw that, like, this is Yeti Murphy sketch. <laughs> that's funny. I, I didn't, uh, and, and maybe it, it could be, um, because of our, our different views of life, not views of life, but like the way we see life. Um, I guess for me, I was like, I totally got it the second that I was like, yeah, there's no way, even if he's a superhero or, or, um, it's not necessarily superhero, but a, uh, um, why can't I think of words today? Um, what is it? A cop. Oh, uh, what again? A cop. Uh, no, um, I was trying to think of, uh, vigilante. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Um, like in that time period, there's, even if we're doing the best of the best of the best, there's just no way they, they can accept a black dude. Australia's big and Early as that dude was mm-hmm. being good, you know, and and so I, I totally get you. Like, um, and I think maybe it's because of the uh, I want to say because maybe they made it so they made it so gritty and realistic. Maybe it was because his costume and his look was so what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he didn't have a whole lot of money, so maybe if it was. Uh, a, a higher what's the looking for uh, quality costume if you will it may want to come I mean, maybe, maybe it, it wouldn't have come off as as funny looking or funny because I totally get what you're saying um, I think that may have maybe led to maybe why it was in a sense humorous was that it was like this low budget costume that he put together to go do some do some damage that makes sense. Mm. But uh, again, you know, difference of uh, the the division between us. I didn't really care for the show, but, but you have to bear in mind I'm a Watchmen purist. Like I've yeah. said that before, like if it's not the twelve issues, it's not canon. Like I'm, I'm kind of a snob when it comes to 
uh, Alan Moore's work like that. That's fair. But That's fair. I think, I think if I wasn't like that, I may have appreciated it more. Like there, there were good parts. I think like, um, I think Jeremy Irons is great as a uh, Ozymandias. I liked, uh, yeah, that was some good stuff. Yeah, Jeremy Irons is another just fellow actor, though. Uh, he can't do much wrong in my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can totally understand it, because I know, like, for instance, the Zack Snyder cut of, of Justice League that's about to come out next month. I saw a post recently of someone being like, yo, I'm so hyped for this, it's great. And then someone else commented like, nah. <laughs> They're like, no, because... It's too different, it's too this, it's too that, and like, like you said, like, it's not canon, and mm-hmm. so they're like, nope, don't like it, and this is going to be trash. And so, that's what I did, like, um, Ada Pierce is absolutely fine, uh, and, and, I, and I think, um, and I don't want to say this because I might go against what I'm trying to, go against what I'm trying to say or what I'm trying to mean, but I know at this day and age, um, that every all shows, excuse me, all shows are trying to meet a criteria and meet and be good for all audiences across the board. So they might change things that may or may not make sense, and and it may do good, it may do terrible. Um, and so I think that falls onto the the creators and the casting and stuff like that, where they're like they're wanting to appease everyone. So they're going to do, I think, what's best for the buck, not so much the staying true to the series, to the to the writing, to the characters, and stuff like that. Which is kind of a bummer. And again, it can be cool if the changes that are made are one makes sense and two good. Like uh, Justice League. Well, I think DC just has a whole lot of trouble with films, but that's another entirely but again makes sense something interesting when you bring up uh, Justice League is that uh, you know the the first person to really speak up against Joss Whedon was Ray Fisher who plays Uh, Cyborg and uh, you know then there are just people coming out of the woodwork talking about like you know, you know, Joss Whedon's this, he's that, he's all, oh, he's so... And people who were jumping on the hate train of Justice League, they always singled out Ray Fisher. Uh-huh. And it felt like an ulterior motive for something else that they were dealing with, you know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, it's like, out of all these cast members, you seem to be mad at Ray Fisher. I wonder why. Uh-huh. You know? It's just, maybe I'm looking too much into that, but, yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, yeah, he did get a lot of 
best black, that wow, backlash, backlash, backlash for this comment. Um, what what sucks, you know, and just why uh, you're very much correct. It's uh, I think there's a out there motive that whole thing. So, well, either way, hopefully this new version, quote unquote, or the standard version, whatever it's going to be, is is somewhat better. I just, I don't think it is. Just because DC films have been trash. Just because they have been. <laughs> Excuse me. I actually like the DC films. There's. Because with Marvel, you always tend to get the same thing. Uh huh. But with uh, DC, you know. It's so random. You never know if it's going to be fun. You never know if it's going to be cool. You never know if it's going to be stupid. It's That's why I like the DC movies better than the Marvel movies, to be quite frank. Because it's unpredictability? Yeah. Okay. I can, I can see that. I think for me, it's just... If I sit down and watch a two-and-a-half-hour movie... I want to, I want to get something out of it in terms of mostly enjoyment. With it, it doesn't mean I have to laugh or anything. Like if I'm getting pissed off from crying, I want something, I want to evoke some kind of emotion out of me. And a lot of times, I don't, the, the only films that I've really liked in this DC universe, I would say, oh, DC movies I do like, but like on the current DC universe, or I did like Man of Steel, and mm-hmm. I did like Wonder Woman, the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one, I was, I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Twenty minutes in, I didn't finish it. I watched it all the way up until I saw Cheetah. I was like, well, I'm done. Um, but I like so Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Aquaman was aight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and from that universe, that's kind of it. Um, but I do, uh, like Wonder Woman was dope. The first one was absolutely pretty damn awesome. And for at least a single movie, to be honest, I just liked it when Chris Pine and Gal Gadot, Gadot Gadot had their scenes. Because Chris Pine's a charming mofo. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Yeah. He's one yeah. of the he's one of the best Chris's. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that that boy is like charming out the wazoo. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay man. Stop it, man. I was like, I'm liking you too much, bro. Get off the screen. <laughs> to be a superhero in the DC universe like I think he would carry a movie quite fine even if the writing was poor even if whatever the hell happened like his I feel like I'm Dutch over Chris Pine I don't even really know most of his movies but the dude's just a charming son of a gun I'm like alright bro I see I see but yeah their, their scenes they're like that's hilarious it's great and then when he's not there I'm just like well, what am I watching oh actually the villain was really good the, the Hispanic or Mexican character. I can't remember. I want to get his um, nationality wrong, but he was fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah, but I totally understand your point. Uh, the unpredictability is um, is great. I think the, the formulaicness, that's not a word, I'm mean, using it anyway, the formulaicness of Marvel that you speak of, I think it's, it, again, it just works. So, like, I haven't... There's only one film I've been bored of, and that was Captain Marvel. That movie, I was like, wow. 
Mm-hmm. That was the only somewhat letdown for me from since Iron Man. I, I, not since Iron Man. Iron Man was great. So I was, once they started with Iron Man, I was like, these are all good. Thor was okay. The third one was great. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I totally understand your point now. <clears throat> Well, uh, I think that's, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, this was awesome. Thank you for having me, and I'm excited to, I think it was just down south out so I can listen to your other previous ones. Okay. And catch up on it, so it's you and your brothers both? Yeah. Sweet. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that'd be cool, because... I mean, Hannah, actually, strangely enough, Hannah and I were talking about both of you the other day. <laughs> hmm. It's like, huh, we haven't, like, I, I don't know if Nathaniel's even on social media. <laughs> if he is, he could not being around. <laughs> I'm like, huh. Well, what, uh, is that, when you asked him to do the, the podcast, I'm like, huh, I wonder, if they, we're actually wondering if you guys did it together or not. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm going to do the outro right now. Stay with me. Uh, well, folks, this has been Penny Tolerable. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And that's all we have to say.